Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Saints Radio. And I thought, I didn't ask Monica about this, but I thought you might enjoy that little bit of goofiness. Not that there won't be any more goofiness during this program, but it is great to be able to connect with all of you in this uh, first Saints Radio broadcast of the month of October which uh, I guess the derivation of that month means it's the eighth month, but it's really the tenth month, so it's another fast of feasting extravaganza. These things all have meaning in the spirit realm. You know, I was praying this morning, and I was feeling just a confluence of many different things that the Spirit has been teaching us about and 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 as I was I was letting as I was welcoming the Spirit I don't let the Spirit do anything but I did determined to it's more me letting myself participate in what the Spirit is making available I could sense variation of of um, like what influence our honoring this 10th month is having in the realm and and how it affects what we what we are called to do and what we are empowered to do more efficiently and i could sense that influence and i could sense some other some other things you know i think um i don't want to go too far with this but i think this fast of feasting month the the entire process of welcoming Tobe and peace and and um, being uh, you know, aligned with the Lord of Hosts. Yeah, we're we're not. It's 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 akin as we've said in the past to the bitter sop at the table of the Lord, to where we are we are addressing areas of vulnerability where bitterness could find its way into your iniquities or woundings or unforgiveness in our life but that's that's so much a necessary shield for us it's like you know the bible talks about us taking the shield of faith which is what god says at the right hand and that being our commission but i believe that it's very clear that not allowing bitterness to gain sway in your life and honoring prophetically this mandate from God in the presence of the Lord of hosts, in the measure of him as the Lord of hosts, is really, in some ways, it is a defensive exigent in ways that we don't realize, but it's also an unveiling of areas where the enemy has attacked or, or made incursions that those things were designed to be barriers to you going forward into some breakthrough and so when we honor i'm not going to i'm not going to acknowledge i'm not going to be subject to the barrier it propels us forward so you have those two things you have i'm not i'm not going to make myself vulnerable but I'm also going to use this as a, as a launching point past the barrier into the thing that the barrier 
is desired to keep designed to keep us from going forward so i was sensing that very strongly this morning as i was praying and um i i truly do thank god for the mystery of all of that all we have to do is apply it god does all these other things but as we're applying it you can at times sense what those prophetic measures of obedience are really affording you in the spirit realm and these are pneumatikos principles um, and and I, I really do see that especially in this time frame how important this month is how important this this measure of entering into the new and um, seeing the hand of the Lord move in us in the way that he has called us to move so welcome to October what a what an opening of the program huh this is just drop a bomb right there just hope I hit the door tone down a little bit here So welcome to October, Monica. Thank you. Thank you. I um I agree completely and I I'm realizing more and more how important it is for us to apply, like you said. And and really to proactively choose to apply, to proactively choose to partner and there's something about that that the Lord just when 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 we choose to partner with him it's like there's an empowerment there's like something that just just empowers us to to go forward something else that I've been sensing just since yesterday actually which what is today the fourth fifth Today is the fifth. The fifth. Um, a couple months ago, I had a dream, and I mentioned this at the seminar, just off the cuff, that I'd had this dream, just this random, unexpected dream, where I was in the sanctuary and I was standing in the window facing east, and I was facing the east. My back was to the sanctuary. And I knew in my dream that I was welcoming the glory of the Lord. And, and Pastor, you were in my dream. You were standing in the floor of the sanctuary. And you were like drawing it in. Like from an apostolic perspective, I guess I could say. And it, it was really like a, a, a prophet, apostle kind of. Um, tandem thank you activation and I woke up and it was one of those dreams that just it, it, it was very profound in my spirit because I knew that there had been a transaction and I love that because you know when you dream something like that you you have nothing to do with it it's just your spirit just there with the Lord and and so I mentioned it to you and we interpreted it and laid claim to it and then moved on 
And then during the seminar, it was Friday night during the worship time, and the Lord reminded me of that. I just felt like this pulsing from the east, and I felt like the Lord wanted us to welcome his glory for whatever that meant for this coming season. And, you know, we don't focus on the glory. We dwell in the glory, and and we partner in the, the spirit of glory and of God. And it's something that is just always with us, but it's not something that we necessarily focus on. And and so this morning during prayer, I started sensing that again, where he just started like impressing upon me about what his glory was, because I feel like the last few days when I've come to pray, I feel like the only place that I'm really finding comfort. And when I say comfort, I know that that can mean the Holy Spirit. But, you know, we've just been talking about the calm and and how significant that is for this season. And the only place that I'm really finding that in fullness is in his heart. And so I'm just like, these last 24 hours, I've just been just very present, just trying to abide in that place of his glory in that in that deep place of his heart and and so this morning I was reading about Solomon when he finished the temple and and it says he finished the temple and he went he got the people together and he went to commemorate or to dedicate the temple and in that beautiful those beautiful passages of scripture where he's dedicating the temple remember the priests go into that holy of holies and then the glory comes in and they could not stand and and I I got my iPad out and I went and looked and that is what they call I think the seventh month or maybe it's the eighth month but it's from October to November it's the month of October when that happened and when I saw that I thought the Lord I just feel so strongly that for what that represents for us, and I know we're trans, you know, we're segueing into this year of saintliness and holiness, but I feel like there's something about his glory. He wants to fill his temple, and, and in that comes his defense, and in him, in that comes just this intimacy that breaks all barriers. I mean, there's nothing stronger than that to me than being in that secret place of his heart and and knowing that he is covering us and he is empowering us in that place to go forth and so I just declare that I I I know that in my spirit this is real I mean this is this is partnering with the the person of God and I just it just causes me just to shudder on the inside because I recognize that we have to have him I mean we need we we just have to have him he it it means everything it's 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 everything for us going forward and it's it's what propels us forward and so I just, I speak that over every house in the network. I speak that over every place of abiding, over you as the temple of God, that that glory would just permeate you and, and 
defend you as you commit to partnering with him and his will and I just I don't know I just yeah so I just kind of started off like that too so <laughs> it's just he's just very good and I do want to say one more thing and that is last week we talked about I, I shared some things um just about what I was sensing that I said that I feel like we're like in real time. I mean, this is like real time. I feel like that it's, I said something about our preparation and how I've always felt like we're in preparation, but I feel like he's brought us into this real time battle and it is very real and it is very much here, real time present. This is it guys. But I don't want to give the impression that the preparation ever ends because, um, you know, our preparation and process and sanctification as we step into this year of holiness and saintliness, that preparation never ends. That's a process. It's a daily process for us as we move forward really into that place of, you know, the glorification where we are glorified with him and so I didn't want to give the wrong impression that I was saying our preparation is over I'm not saying that I was just saying he's prepared us for today for the battle that we're in today and um, it's just very much real time to me so it was really more I guess an encouragement to say that he will equip you for what he brings you to and what he, um, yeah, for the battle for today. So that's all. Well, that's that's those are wonderful things. Um, and I and I do see in conjunction with that that even though we believe that God is leading us into a year where we celebrate the identity and function of holiness um, I, th I think that we're going to see a uh, what's a good word since it's all God's spirit the seven spirits he's one we're going to see not only saints measures hagias measures but we're going to be coupling with the glory and truth and sonship all together because they all are one and and I think what the Lord led us to on Sunday about the spirit of bondage uh, the more I'm thinking about it and meditating on it I see that as indicative of this not just Gnosticism but this whole spirit of the world this whole measure, whether it's in the progressive church or whether it's in the heretical apostate things that are talked about against God and, you know, there are many gods and, you know, God's just a tyrant and he didn't really create us anyway. You know, that that is an enemy intent. That is, that is it's, it's kind of like the enemy seven spirits. It's like you know, this is what the enemy is trying to do across the world through the God of this world. This is what the enemy is trying to do 
in, in the overall plan of the beast or behemoth. This is what the enemy's trying to do in the Antichrist spirit. Those three things together, we are we're really facing right now. So we do need to welcome his glory. We do need to function in that measure of the Nacham where we're sensing the heart of God and sensing what he is uh, what his purpose is and how he is adjusting his approach through us to to stay to stay absolutely purely centered on what he's wanting to do he's not confused but it's more for our benefit to to feel him and feel his burden and to adjust accordingly as the spirit blows where he wants and then you know those halah types of things that daniel shared and when he emerged from the vision and he he said uh, you know i i am feeling this this is my approach as i enter into the new or when those ones from around the world are going to say, hey, we see how the Lord's doing this in you. We submit ourselves. We want to pray with you. We want to halah. Or what Samson said, we want to make sure that we don't fail in his way, in the way he failed, where he says, you know what? If you do this to me, I'll become, I'll, I will be as another man. I, I won't be able to, that's the crux point of my halah. I, I won't be able to function in might and power. I'll just be like everybody else. So we've got that spirit of bondage as opposed to the spirit of adoption where we receive the commission of our Father. We're in His glory, spending time in His heart, sensing the flow of who He is and what He's wanting to do. and. We are, we are praying in accordance with that. I mean, all three of those things come together. So I think that's where there's a, a, a prophetic and an apostolic dimension to this because you, you have to be ready to sense, okay, what are you saying, Father? You know, how, how do we stay focused on your, your purpose? How do we represent that, which is what the glory is? How do we come down off this mountain and deal with the nonsense at the base of the hill? How do we, up this mountain now, deal with other high places? Because that's the responsibility of kings. And man, it's it, it's it's a privilege, but it doesn't tolerate fools. We can't we can't take it for granted and goof around in any way thinking. You know, we're, we're going to be able to, to have variance here. Yeah, our enemy hates us. And the, and the entire precipice of that razor's edge of his glory doesn't really give you the opportunity to... You know, it's not like in that Jumanji movie where you've got three, three bars on your wrist and, you know, if you fall, you're back. We've got to really take this seriously. So I I think that's really a word from the Lord that Dreamy gave you before the seminar. 
I don't I I I forgive me it's been a long time since I've just really buried myself and studied about the glory of the Lord and that dimension of his seven spirits but I do um, remember a lot of what's been what we've been taught but one of the things that I've noticed just over the last 24 hours because literally I mean I just all I see is blue is that's that's where and I I guess you could link this to the Abba Father. I mean, that's where I feel like I breathe his breath, where I'm actually breathing him in and breathing his breath, and his breath becomes my breath and 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 comes out of me, which I guess you could say is his spirit. And I just recognize how desperately I need that, that, you know, we don't know what lies ahead. We we know that he's gonna that he, that he's on the throne and he we we know that triumph is his we don't know what we're gonna face we're not, we don't know what we're gonna walk through but I do know that staying in that place abiding in that place is is imperative for us to because um, he's I mean he's father he's He's it. He's, <laughs> he just is. And I just, I, I, I've just come face to face so much lately with my humanity and the frailty of my humanity, yet the power of God in me to overcome and to, to, to continue in this walk of purpose and triumph and victory and breakthrough and all of those things that that we speak you know these are things we've been speaking and we continue to speak them but when the rubber meets the road and you're hit with something it really tests your credentials <laughs> no no that's not a good word it really tests your identity and and who you are in him and and we have to be thankful for those moments for those times because we certainly don't want to be tested well Never mind. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's like uh, the Spirit brings all things to our remembrance, and areas where we've hid the Word in His heart, in our heart, God will remind us of things that He's taught us, and because there's so much that only he could access all of that yeah because because our revelation experience based on the word of god is truly the journey and we don't ever come to the point where we say okay we know it all so we we've just got we we're just got it it was born out of experience with him you do and you teach and so those things have an impact in us, but um, when you're doing something new in him, you're, you're gaining all kinds of new insights from his word. And yeah, you can remember certain facets. I, I'm not saying this very well. The mechanism of doing when you're going into the new 
is activated. And so you, you have to give your focus on that. But you really need to rely on the spirit to call things to remembrance. It's not like you just know it all and whatever you're facing, you're going to know what to do. Which is, again, why you need prophetic insight. Because the spirit brings that and then you determine how do I need to apply this. And then you, you move forward. Challenges. You have, you have two things going on a lot right now. You have people who think they know everything. So any new kind of insight from the word is not acceptable. Or you have people who say, well, you can't trust the word. You know, scripture doesn't include everything. There are other scriptures. And they just throw themselves open to any kind of nonsense. So you've got those two things. And then you have the saints who have to hold fast to what we've been given and let the spirit bring things to our memory while we're discovering fresh insights that again are validated by his word we have challenges with people who it's just crazy how much the enemy is attacking the word today he's always hated the word he uses the word but it's how it's being attacked like well you can't trust the word it's 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 not it's not accurate it's not legitimate or there are other things that are equal to the word or yes we believe the word but it doesn't cover everything that those are those are damnable things. Well, do you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? I mean, he is the word. <laughs> he is the word. It's, it's not even debatable. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that when that word becomes flesh, it becomes part of who we are and those seeds of truth are planted in so deep inside of our identity and who we are and you know these things that this is who we are it's like his spirit is in us and these things that we experience are so real to me because it's him and I may not have revelation to all of it, but there's not a shadow of a doubt that it's not real. It's so much more real than this tangible world that we're touching. I mean, it's just, and it just becomes more and more real every day. Mm -hmm. And I, I honestly do not understand how somebody who has walked in with the Lord and knows his word and has preached his word can then turn and deny that it is truth when that word over and over and over has become flesh in your walk and you have walked it out with him and it is manifest through you poured out of you to me that is more real than anything else on this earth I mean how can anybody deny that that is and I'm not basing things on experience but like you said I mean our experience is 
it's a huge part. It's the journey. And it's, I, I mean, if the very elect can be deceived, we are seeing the very elect be deceived. And I just don't get it. Because I know in my moments of desperation here on this earth, in my flesh, that is the only thing that keeps me. And that's pretty much a daily thing today is in my vulnerability and 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 my walk as beautiful as my life is but also as painful as it can be the only thing that keeps me is is him and his word and his his purpose otherwise i'd be off on a sailboat somewhere just <laughs> you know just <laughs> waiting for the the big drop <laughs> I don't know I just don't it, it's just I, I can't even like get on that grid just to understand how that can happen how can people be so easily deceived I, but well you know that is a good question because we obviously see it happening well that's just it and people that we have known and loved and walked with I mean several people that I have thought of all people never him you know what I mean <laughs> he has tasted he has seen he has walked the Lord is moved through him the spirit has manifest how how knows the word I just but you know there there's there has to be an angle you know the serpent what was the angle he was attacking with Eve um, maybe I, I don't know how God moved with Adam and Eve before the fall I can I can conjecture but where was Adam Obviously, they partnered together, but somehow at that moment, they were separated. They were not together because Adam wasn't around when the serpent was talking. And so they obviously had different roles, at least in that moment. So the, the angle that the enemy used with Eve might have touched an area that at that moment was vulnerable or or she allowed to be vulnerable you know um hath god said you know you'll be as elohim you know you you will know all these things and she she bought into it then why he did i don't know i think i think adam could have easily rectified the scenario but instead he just ate now why he did I don't know unless that was a capacity she had a God given capacity not to sin but something that he relied on something that he enjoyed something that fulfilled him in that partnership and he just took it in I don't know but then you see a very similar way that the enemy came to Jesus 
and tried to use scripture which was really angled toward areas where Jesus was submitting himself areas of well challenge you know he's out in the wilderness he's not eating for 40 days can you imagine that command these stones to be made bread the issue was Jesus had been fasting for 40 days in the wilderness that was an area of vulnerability and you can twist the word to to gain a, a measure of fulfillment or perceive fulfillment in your life so I think I think today uh, you know we don't know everybody we don't know everything people are going through and you don't want to judge lest you be judged and if a brother be overtaken in a fault you which are demonicos restore such an one in the spirit of meekness lest you also fall but I would say that there has to be some area where you make yourself open regarding a vulnerability or an insecurity over or, or an area that really isn't a vulnerability but one that you make it a vulnerability maybe through fear through pride through jealousy through competition um, and, and that becomes a vulnerability for you and it's usually that twisted iniquity is usually in a point of your strength that's then twisted and so you know I can deduce and analyze and I can see okay how did the enemy get through to that person and again you don't want to judge you don't want to go too far with this but you can easily see this was this was the Achilles heel this is how he got in and and I can see that God help us to be able to see those places in our own selves but I'm I'm fully wholeheartedly with you I don't see how you know they're saying regardless of the vulnerabilities and the iniquities that we all have to deal with I don't see how anybody could cross certain lines I don't see how anybody could cross the word or question the validity of the word. That's that's kind of like it's it's like it's it's not on the table. So I'm I'm with you. I mean hi ay ay but that seems to be ingrained in the objective of the spirit of bondage. The whole measure of the spirit of bondage with fear that leads to corruption from Romans 8 is directly opposed to the spirit of adoption and the calling of saints. And, and ingrained in that throughout the centuries was God is a tyrant. He's not your father. He didn't even create you. His presence is keeping you from what you really are called to be. And anybody who's saying they support him are also doing this. So that means you're against women. That means you're against people of whatever color you're not. That means that um, 
you know, and on down the line. It's all God's fault and you for representing that. And, you know, the Word. Oh, that's just man-made. That's just a written tool of oppression. And there are lots of... You see, so you see that whole thing and it at heart goes against the purpose of God for His glory to be shared with you. And that's the spirit of bondage. It's just very clear. But to me, again, like I said on, on Sunday, the spirit of adoption covers... I grappled with where it really should apply. I, I think, that the, as you said, the rubber meets the road in, in the calling of the saints, our assignment, where we're on the battle line. But it, it extends through the spirit of glory and of God, and it extends through the truth and sonship because it's all knit together there. Now, you think about the way the seven spirits are lined up, and you've got those three light blue, indigo, and purple, which really speaks about who we are as sons, as kings and priests. On the other end of the spectrum, you have wisdom, you have grace, you have judgment and burning, which is the application of it. But then in the center, the very heart of it, is prophecy, where you have to you have to stay dead while you're representing whatever he's saying. And that's at the center of everything because if that's not alive, you're not going to be functioning as sons in his glory and you're not going to be representing him in grace and in wisdom and in the application of his purpose. That's very interesting to me. Um... So, these are, <laughs> these are strange days. Yeah, I, I know that, you know, we've been through this cycle how many times? Four or five times? Well, maybe not that many times. <laughs> not that well, old. Well, we don't not know how many in our life, but. Since we've been walking as saints. Three full times, probably. Yeah, three full times. And this year of prophecy, I mean, God really must be up to something. Because I have never felt more... I feel like I have been pruned to the core. Um... I was going to say castrated, but that's not a very good Oh No, I just, I, I've never lived a year of prophecy like this one. And, I mean, even as we transition from it, I have to, like, really activate the prophetic to to know that there's fruitfulness coming forth <laughs> there's new life coming forth because I do I have felt so pruned and 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 I'm sure you all could share the same testimony I mean just it's just interesting but I also know that this year of 
of the saints is is huge and it is a process i mean it is a process of of our ongoing sanctification where his spirit purifies us and makes us more like him so that we stand as saints before him receiving our commission and stand in our calling to to go forth and really be messengers of his glory and his truth it's just it's it's exciting not easy but it's exciting yeah that's that's true that that truly is a statement uh, that we should all embrace And I remember last year, last year, when, um, I believe it was a year ago at this time, one of the things that we were talking a lot about was the thesaurus, the application of art to Theme, and that place in, in heaven that, um, that really entails the mysteries of God and since that time we have been privileged to be receiving insights from his word that are amazing um, and, and again I'm grateful for everything that the Lord has shown us the way he's painstakingly taught us and for the, the sterling principles of uh, definitions of things in his word I'm so grateful for that so I don't mean to be demeaning any of those what I'm saying is that we've entered into a time where we're applying all those elemental profound principles and we're applying them into very I don't want to say high level, but very profound uh, dimensions of things in his word that we would not have understood had we not been given the definings over the years and been prepared for them. And so I know, I know, and I know you do too, that the scrolls of Daniel are open every time I'm in prayer we're receiving reams of insight in our prayer time this morning I mean it was like it was like a a torrent I, I had to go out and get a pen I had one pen and it, it blew out so I had to go get another pen to write down there's seven topics that the Lord's just sharing. It's not blank. It is alive. It's, it's being open. And I know it's our responsibility to glean those things in the Word and then immediately apply them. And somehow we're partnering with our Lord uh, in, these, in these last days. There's so much that He's giving. Um, 
I, I'm just so grateful for it. And I know you're grateful for being in that place as well. Um, as are all of the saints. It's hard to imagine. It's just been, when was our seminar? Just a few weeks ago. Seems like years, doesn't it? Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I do have testimony. Want to hear a good testimony? Sure. We need to hear testimony. Our very dear sister Cece sent a word yesterday that Winford is now cane free. And that is, that's a miracle. He's able to get around just as only Winford can and the Lord has restored his mobility and uh, I'm, I'm just so grateful for that. I know many of you prayed and believed and really saw the miracle of the Lord as it manifested itself in our, in our brother and sister. So we, we give that testimony forward and we, we declare that any other existing limitation would be vanquished. And that there would be a season of strength and health and life and that whatever this thing was uh, intended to stop in the Collinses, that, that they would both break through into an amazing harvest of his anointing. Mm. Amen? Amen. That's a good testimony, isn't it? Do you have any testimony? Well, we do have a prayer request. Many of you know that um, little Sarah Muniz, who's just been born, has been um, uh, facing some physical challenges, respiratory-wise, and uh, she's under medical care right now, but I'm sure that many of you are aware of this because, again, we're not the sole connection between uh, Brazil and the saints. But we declare a breakthrough at this moment in her little body mm, yes. and that she would be free totally from whatever this assignment is and that God would not only restore her but make her strong in the area of attack in ways that will manifest itself in power throughout her life. We, we ask for comfort and strength for Anna and Luciano and for little Benjamin and for, for Grandma. And we, we pray that that church would be just amazingly impacted by the power and presence of God and that this assignment will not succeed but that um, that whatever this assignment of the enemy has attempted to hinder, that not only would God bring to freedom and healing and deliverance, 
but that he would cause there to be a great breakthrough. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah, I know that there's there's a lot of of us that maybe have struggled with some hardships and challenges, whether it be sickness or loss or um, whatever it might be. And I I just want to encourage all of us that he is faithful to turn all things to the good and he does turn our ashes to beauty and he he does turn our mourning into dancing and i just feel like whatever you've had to endure whatever hardships whatever pain whatever suffering challenges that you've had to endure and they i mean i know they they, they're across the spectrum that that we would just keep our eyes on him and and i know that i'm learning to really seek him to see the blessing in all things to see him manifest through all things and even to to find him in my pain to find him in my challenge and to see him in the midst of it and and he is there and sometimes he's just beckoning us to find him there and so that he can walk with us through it to the other side and so i just know that in the days ahead the lord's really going to manifest his beauty through the ashes through the sacrifice through the ways that you've laid your life down maybe made sacrifices um, in the natural to serve him that he is going to turn things to good for his purpose and every one of us will have a testimony of his goodness and of his faithfulness because he is he's in all things and I'm just thankful for that and I will say this one more thing I made a quick little trip to Santa Barbara on Thursday and my son is now engaged to be married. Oh my goodness. Yes. Wow, he, congratulations. Yeah, he proposed. We arrived on early Thursday afternoon and because he wanted us to be there. I mean, it was a very spontaneous. We knew it was coming, but it was a very spontaneous. He just knew it was the moment. So we hopped on a plane and I'm thankful for that, that we're still able to do that and made our way into Santa Barbara and we're there to celebrate with them and really to just pray over them and bless them in this new season of their engagement. And you all haven't met Amber, but she has been here. She actually came on the radio program with me uh, the last time she, no, not the last time, she came without Noah at one point with a couple of, of other young women and they were on the broadcast, the radio broadcast here, and she's lovely and loves the Lord. And so that's, I guess you could say that's a testimony. That is. Congratulations. <laughs> wow, that's, that's great news. Yeah, it's, 
It's, it's really, you know, when Noah chose to go to California for school, I, I mean, it, it's like my heart just kind of ripped a little bit, and I had to really let go and release him into whatever destiny God had for him. You know, my flesh would not have chosen California, but the Lord did. And I've watched the fruit in his life and the growth that he is. I mean, he is, he's a man. He's a man of God. And the way that he is honoring her rightly. And it's just, it's really, that is a huge testimony. And really for all of our young people that he's first the Lord is first and then all things just fall into place and so yeah so is there a targeted date for this event no but probably maybe spring maybe late spring April May so and none of those details you know, I, I don't know if they'll marry in Santa Barbara. I do know that their plan eventually is to move home, to move to Dallas. And that was that, that's a huge testimony for me because <laughs> we almost lost him to Switzerland. <laughs> Praise be to yes. God. Nobody knows there how close that was. That was so close. And I love Switzerland. Olivia, if you're listening, I love Switzerland. But that was not the Lord for him in this season so anyway but the beautiful thing about it is that from the time I've known Amber and she's been here to visit about three or four times she has been talking to me about wanting to move to Dallas so I mean goodness gracious <laughs> now she is she originally from Nebraska Michigan Michigan <laughs> well it's a big difference between those two <laughs> Oh, man, it reminds me of that movie, uh, uh, The Freshman, when Marlon Brando kept screwing up where uh, Matthew Broderick was some. <laughs> he kept saying, the great state of Montana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I could see if you're from Michigan, those, those winters up there start sometime in the mid-July. <laughs> I can see why you would want to be in California or Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, congratulations. That, wow, that's a big announcement. I'm, I'm delighted. Goodness gracious. And you, you just held on to that. And here, here it is. Uh, See, folks, aren't you glad that in the midst of the chit chat, you didn't turn it off? because you would have missed this gem at the very end. See, I don't know, well, boy, you set a precedent. I don't know what we're gonna have to come up with for next week. Well. We'll see. Yes. So you've had testimonies, we've prayed, we have this big announcement. That's great. Wow, wow. Well, I don't know how you top that. I mean, we we still have uh, five minutes to go. Um, I, I would ask 
if you've not submitted your first Saturday word, please don't forget to do that. Um, I also, with all of the information the Lord is giving, please, saints, be in prayer for us that we know how he wants to have that disseminated through effectively through the equipment we have um, we, the creativity of the Lord is really needing to be tapped into because I you know I can only speak from my end I know the way we've done things in the past I know the way I've done things and um I, I only want to be, um, I want to be, I want us to be all, all of us to be effective because God knows what's coming mm -hmm. and God knows how best to use these tools we have. And so we need the spirit of creativity to pour out upon us. Mm -hmm. And um, I also want to remind you Tomorrow, of course, Wednesday Night Live. Um, I have no idea what the Lord's going to share because there's so many things right now that are that are just laying right in front of us. That, And I have a feeling that none of them is going to be what he wants to talk about tomorrow. But we'll see. It's good to, it's good to have more than enough, isn't it? Yes. I'm, I'm glad we don't have to take our lamps and go down to the corner store and see what what substandard oil is down there for purchase. I'm, I'm very glad that we have been blessed by our Father. We're, we're energy independent. <laughs> and we're not cutting off any pipelines. We're not tapping, we're not stopping any wells. The Spirit of the Lord is just pouring out. And we're so very grateful. We're grateful for all of you, too. Um, know that we are praying for you. Um, I, I, in the middle of the night, I, I woke up and, and I felt the Lord asking for me to pray specifically for a few nations. And... Um, it was really strange, though. I, I keep asking the Lord what this meant. I know, I know what the meaning of the terms are, but what it specifically means. I was praying for several nations where the saints are functioning, and one that we haven't broken through into yet in the natural. And in the midst of this kind of a discussion in the heavens, I heard a voice to the right say, remember to take the lamb with you. And, and then another voice said, use the lamb. Use the lamb. And I thought, I've never thought of that before. Use the lamb. What does that mean? The lamb or the lamb? The lamb. Oh, wow. L-A-M-B. That's crazy because I've been... I've been sensing a lot about the lamb myself. Hmm. 
Of course, I was just talking about the shepherd, so I mean, that's kind of in the forefront of my my spirit, but just the significance of the lamb. Wow. Well, you know, it's it's fairly unique. I mean, I would I, never, I'm, again, we know who the lamb is. We know he's the lion and the lamb. We know we're grateful that our Lord is that. I mean, one of the neat little things you have up in your office is this lion and little lamb laying there by him. And I know the prophecy from Isaiah about the lion, the lamb will lay down with the lion. I understand that. But what that means tactically for these nations and for, for where we're going, use the lamb, take the lamb with you, is it's interesting. So um, we pray. So maybe the Lord will give you insight. Maybe, I, I'm, no, I don't want to say maybe. There's obviously something he's saying. So, well, we be out of time. Mademoiselle, thank you for joining us. Thank you for... Um, your continued commitment as saints, we don't take that lightly. And we speak blessing over all of you. Um, continue to pray for little baby down in Brazil. As the Lord directs, please pray for Noah and Amber. And um, May God bless you. Amen. Amen? Amen. Okay. We need a theme song. We need to to come up with some song that we can hum as we're going off the air, you know? Well, if we were really using this technology like we could, we could just play something. (laughs) Oh, I know. I'm, I'm sure Mark and Scott have something up here that we could pop. But anyway, God bless you all. And goodbye.